You're listening to the New Hope Church podcast. To learn more about what we're doing on the south side of Indianapolis, you can check us out online at becomehope.com. If you like what you're hearing here, be sure you check out one of our companion podcasts. We have a daily devotional podcast called Let's Find Out Together, as well as an apologetics podcast called Salty Saints. Let's listen in as today's talk comes from Randy Spade. When I was with OMS, part of my job included traveling to different parts of the world where I'd talk to missionaries and the ministries that they worked with, trying to work out whatever things may have come up or uh, uh, cast a vision for uh, new ideas. One of those trips took me to South Korea, and it was the first time I'd ever been to South Korea. Now, OMS has a very nice guest apartment there. The field leader uh, took me to the guest apartment. And when we walked through the door, she said, now, you can either stay in the main bedroom or in the guest bedroom. I thought that was kind of unusual, so uh, I said, well, I'll stay in the main bedroom, I guess. She said, well, you, you may want to look at it first. So uh, she showed me to the main bedroom, and uh, when I looked at the bed, this is what I saw. Yes, uh, that is a bed with a granite mattress. It seems that South Koreans believe there's a lot of health benefits to be gained by sleeping on rock. Now this particular mattress had heaters underneath so the granite could be warmed to whatever temperature you wanted to sleep at. You'd put a very small thin mat on top of that, but you slept on rock. I thought, that's really unusual. Then I went to the guest bedroom and spent my time in the guest bedroom with a nice cushiony mattress for the rest of the time. Now remember that. We'll come back to that in just a little bit. In the book of Matthew, Jesus opens after he's baptized with what we've come to know as the Sermon on the Mount. It's Jesus' statement of core beliefs, core issues that are at the life of following him. It's at the heart of what it means to follow him. And at the end of that, verse 28, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. Now, rabbis at Jesus' time, and indeed rabbis even today, spend their time when they look at Scripture quoting other rabbis. It's very common for them to come together and say, uh, well, here's the Scripture, this rabbi says this about this scripture, and that rabbi responds by saying that. Then the other rabbi says that about this scripture. And so much of their teaching dealt with what other people thought about scripture. 
the thing that made Jesus' words so unique was that Jesus said, here's scripture, let's go do it. Jesus taught with authority. The authority that he claimed, however, was not his own. It was God's authority. God's words understood simply and obeyed to the letter is what marked Jesus' life. Now, the very last uh, metaphor that Jesus gives in the Sermon on the Mount helps us to understand a little bit about this. Chapter 7, verse 24. Jesus says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock, though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it'll collapse with a mighty crash. Now, you know when I read this passage, when I saw this metaphor, I always thought it was so strange because it's so obvious. Who in the world would go out and build their house on sand? First I thought, well, that's what Jesus is saying. It'd be stupid to build your house on sand. It would be stupid to disobey God's word. I think there's something else at play here. Why in the world would anyone ever go out and build their house on sand? House construction in the time of Jesus was a little bit different from the way we do things today. Um, Jesus himself probably aided in the construction of houses. Um, his father did seem to follow the Roman Empire's and Herod's uh, penchant for building, um, <clears throat> starting in building Tiberius, then probably building the temple itself. It's very possible that Jesus, as a carpenter slash stonemason, it's very possible that Jesus himself worked in building the temple. Houses, especially houses of the poor in Jesus' day, were typically stone houses. We have here a simple picture of a modern day excavation of a stone house from the first century. This was probably very similar to the house that Jesus grew up in, the house that Jesus many times helped to build. Now, as you can see in the picture, there were sh 